free speech is under attack in America. The government doesn't care about your safety. They just don't want you to escape the matrix. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. Wake up, people. Per usual, the mainstream media exists to serve one purpose, and that is to protect the political elite. And we should not be acquiescing to these people. Americans are historically illiterate, and it is a major problem. There's no such thing as free speech absolutism because free speech is, in and of itself, an absolute concept. Right here, back on LFA TV for another episode of Wrong Think. Have a great day, guys. everyone i'm anna perez thank you so much for being here so uh i'm not a big sports person but you know i keep up with the basics so i know that argentina won the world cup yesterday now uh you might be asking well what does that have to do with us here in america well it has to do a lot with us because the washington post came out with a very interesting article and they actually came out with it before they won uh but it really exposes the way we think here in america the washington post is upset, guys, that Argentina's team did not have enough black people. Now, it's interesting that they point this out because obviously they haven't figured out already that nobody around the world cares as much about race or really any diverse type of diversity for that matter, as much as the United States or even Canada or the rest of the first world countries in the West care about it. And I'll get into all of that and more and why it's actually quite a danger to our ability to succeed here in the West, our ability to uphold our standing as the best country in the world here in America. But before I get into that, guys, I want to go ahead and ask you to please rumble this video if you haven't already. Uh, 2023 is coming and we have a lot in stores, so please help us out by helping us climb the the Rumble leaderboard. Um, That's how we're going to continue to bring you guys content. That's how we're going to continue to grow here at LFA. So please go ahead and do that now if you haven't already yet. Okay, guys, as promised, the very interesting story about uh, the fact that Argentina is racist, according to the Washington Post. That's right, guys. Earlier this month, I think it was December 8th to be exact, it came out with this article. Why doesn't Argentina have more black players in the World Cup? As I stated, this is the Washington Post, by the way. Um, this is by someone named Erica Denise Edwards. Uh, she's, I guess, she's she's written a bunch of books on the topic of this, so I guess that qualifies her to weigh in on race. Um, as fans keep up with Argentina's success in this year's World Cup, a familiar question arises. Why doesn't Argentina's team have more black players? In a stark contrast to other South American countries, such as Brazil, Argentina's soccer team pales in comparison in terms of its black representation. So as a Latina myself, I started cracking up at this because... Um, People here in the West, the white liberal elites, have zero clue as to how the world works. They have zero idea how the rest of the world sees us. Here in the United States, uh, we have no idea how ridiculous we're being when we tiptoe around other people's feelings and we try to diversify every single thing we do. For starters, guys, like I said, that was written in December 8th. That was before... Uh, way before Argentina won the World Cup, but they it's funny how this was their main concern the entire time. Um, but I just want to point that out. It wasn't like it just came out yesterday, but it's circulating around on Twitter now. It's circulating on social media because people are like, nobody cares. Why, why is this being asked? Well, first of all, I want to go ahead and say that the people in America, most average people don't care in America, but the white liberal elites who run this country, um, they do care for whatever reason. And, and the funny thing is, 
Uh, and if you go to any Latin American country, they don't give a shit what about that stuff. Like, if anything, they're pretty racist, I would say. Uh, white liberal elites in the West are some of the most tolerant people you'll ever meet. Now, tolerant, I use that loosely. Obviously, I don't mean they're genuinely tolerant to white other white people or to other people with diversity. They're not tolerant of diverse, to diversity of thought. But they are always walking on eggshells when it comes to blacks and Hispanics. They're always walking on eggshells, particularly blacks, as you see with that article. But Hispanics don't care, okay? Nor does anybody else in the entire world really care. Think about it. When we went to Qatar, okay, uh, not long ago, the United States, of course, I did a whole show on this, how the U.S. soccer team, the U.S. World Cup team, went to Qatar to compete, and we sported that stupid little rainbow badge, okay, that gay rainbow badge to show that we were protesting their anti-gay rights laws there, their anti-gay marriage uh, laws there. Um, and we looked ridiculous, for starters, because we are a Christian nation, 70% Christian to be exact here in America. So why in the world are we ourselves supporting gay marriage? And secondly, here we are walking into a Muslim country, a country that is vehemently opposed to gay marriage, and they are very clear about that. Let's not, you know, make no mistake there. Uh, and we're walking into that country, and we seriously think that we are making a difference sporting that stupid little rainbow badge, guys. We are so cucked in America. We have no freaking clue how cucked we really are. And it's just such an embarrassment. It's such We're the laughing stock on the world stage right now because what we're really telling everybody is that we don't care about anything other than diversity. Diversity, diversity, this, diversity, that. And it's not just diversity of race. It's diversity of your sexual orientation. It's diversity even in your gender, your identification, your pronouns, as the left likes to say. And it's absolutely absurd we're a joke right now. We're supposed to be the strongest country in the world, America. We're supposed to be the strongest region of the world, first world countries in the West. Um, but no, but no, we walk around and we write articles. Uh, we walk around wearing rainbow badges on our arms and we write articles like, why doesn't Argentina have more black soccer players? Who the hell freaking cares, okay? Why is this always our concern? And you know, if, if that's not enough for you guys, like it's like, Everywhere you look, there's an indication that this country cares far more about race and diversity than anything else. I mean, look at our very own administration, guys. Don't forget, uh, we had Sam Brinton, who was running things at the Department of Energy for a long time. Uh, he's a she, he slash she there wearing, or it, I guess you could say, wearing a women's outfit despite being a biological male. Now, as you guys know, he was fired for stealing luggage, but it's interesting how that's what it took for this man to be fired because, as we all know, he has ties to pedophilia. Um, but that's another topic. I did a whole show on that. But, guys, look, these people aren't qualified. Then you have, of course, Karine Jean-Pierre on the right here, who, of course, I had to include in this diversity diagram or collage, I should say. I was going to do more, but these are the first two that came to mind, and I figured why, why you know, you guys get the... the the point. And we have Karine Jean-Pierre, who clearly is not good at her job. We see that every single day during the press briefing. Um, but she, of course, is a lesbian and she's black. So um, we have to have her. We have to have her as press secretary, right? Because here in the United States of America, all we freaking care about is diversity. Diversity is our greatest strength. We hear over and over and over again. Well, it's not, and I'll get into this, into why it's not exactly in the second half of this show. Uh, but before we move on, I do want to go ahead and show you that it's not even just race. It's not even sexual orientation. It's none of those things that it doesn't come down to just one of those things. It's all of those things. But it's also even uh, your ability to do things. I, I don't even know how to what, what category this would fall under. But apparently, ableism is a problem now. We learned that during John Fetterman's campaign. We couldn't. Um, 
We couldn't criticize him without fear of being called ableist. Uh, I just have a little collage here of some of the headlines that pop up when you Google that. So apparently we're too ableist of a country uh, to elect somebody like John Fetterman, which we obviously, we didn't actually, I don't believe he, he won fair and square, but he is the senator-elect in Pennsylvania. So uh, it just kind of goes to show where we're at here in the West, particularly in America, and where our main priorities are. We're always so concerned about race. Um, you can't be a real winner unless you have enough black people, if you, unless you have enough um, retarded people, unless you have enough uh, you know, Hispanics, unless you have enough transgenders. You can't win at anything, apparently, anymore, because you know, Argentina, sorry, you didn't win the World Cup, World Cup. I don't know if you guys heard, but you just don't have enough black people, according to the Washington Post. First of all, none of those countries care what the Washington Post thinks. Um, none of the people in America really care what the Washington Post thinks, unless you're a liberal elite, particularly a white liberal elite. But it's just funny how that is where we're at. Funny and very, very sad and very, very telling of where we're headed in society, in Western society. Because, you know, like I said, it's not even just us here in America. It's also in Canada. They do that. They're very concerned about it in Canada. Um in you know, a lot of European countries, they're pretty bad about this too. But it seems like the main concern time and time again is always, always race, okay? Nobody cares. Nobody was wondering about Argentina's lack of black football, uh, well, they call it football, uh, soccer players. You go to a, a, you go to, so I'm Cuban. You go to Cuba, guys. It is one of the most racist places you will ever go to. My whole family, uh, they, they use, not my immediate family, but my older older relatives, they use racial slurs like it's nothing. They don't mean it. That's just normalized to them because in their culture, in uh, Hispanic culture, it's just like a normal thing. Uh, they're not going to want to be called Latinx, okay? Uh, and, and nor are a lot of these other countries. They don't even have to be a Latin American country to feel this way. A lot of countries. If you watched uh, Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman?, he went to a tribe in Africa and they were laughing at the questions he was asking because he was asking like, what is a woman? What is this? They're like, what the hell? What do you mean? What is a woman? Obviously we know what a woman is. It's the opposite gender that gives birth to, you know, children. You know, it's, it's so obvious that we're stuck in this bizarre world where for whatever reason, uh, we're not allowed to admit the truth to ourselves. And we do face a lot of backlash from the elites when we don't fall in line with what they're doing. Um, and it's interesting, I bring this up all the time, but it's interesting, the people who, who uh, if you're a third world country, you don't seem to get any, any pressure to, to fall in line with any of this, right? If you're, a, if you're not in the West or if you're a third world country, you don't face the same kind of pressure that America faces or Europe faces or Canada faces. Like we don't, we face enormous amount of pressure to walk on eggshells around each other. And, you know, I was talking to my friend who's Filipino the other day, and she was telling me, she was like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I lived, she lived in the Philippines for a few years, and she was saying, like, the comedy is so different there. Like, the humor is so different. You go to a comedy club in the Philippines, and nobody's, uh, nobody's trying to be, like, nice or walk around your feelings. Like, they're very, they're brutal. The uh, comedians there will really attack you for literally anything, your race, your gender. Uh, if you look feminine as a man, they'll come at you. You go to a comedy club here in DC, they're not even funny anymore. Like I don't even, I don't even go. I went like twice in the seven years that I've lived here and it was horrible. And I never went back unless there's some like big comedian. I, I will never go back uh, because it's not funny. They don't have funny people there. They're, you can't make fun of anybody there. If Andrew Schultz were there, I would go because he's funny. But you know, most of these comedians are not funny okay but you go to any other country and they are funny because they're allowed to make fun of race they're allowed to make fun of diversity because guess what 
Diversity is meant to be made fun of. We're meant to poke fun at each other. When we live, when we are living in a world where we can't, where we can't make fun of each other in those ways, that's when you become this monolithic, lack of color society where free speech is not um, valued as we've experienced here in the United States. Hence, why Elon Musk buying Twitter was such a monumental thing. Although now he's stepping down, which is kind of scary. Or he he says he will. People vote no, which looks like they did. So that's scary. I hope he doesn't. Hope he changes his mind. But um, but that's where we're at, guys. It's like our biggest concern is diversity and it's destroying us from the inside out and, and it gets worse. And I, I'm going to explain why in the second part of the show, because it's not even so much that we're the laughing stock, although we are, because you, you know, when, when articles like that come out, um, you know, you know that these other countries, the Argentina's just cracking up. Some, someone replied to that tweet and I posted it on my Instagram story like a few weeks ago when this, maybe it was like one or two weeks ago when I came across this story in the Washington Post. Cause like I said, this was from a little bit earlier this month, but, um, somebody replied to it and they were like, yeah, Argentina doesn't give a shit because we're not a Disney movie created by faggots. We're a country that, you know, uh, that just exists okay like any normal country if you are, are good at your job if you're a good soccer player why does it matter what your race is okay why does it why does anything else matter i don't even care if you're like gay or you're straight or whatever if you're obviously i care if you're transgender because then you are the other gender and you don't belong there but like as far as your sexual orientation goes and your or your race goes if you're good at that particular uh at that particular skill then great we want you why does it matter? Okay, why does it matter to you, WAPO? I mean, apparently Washington Post is racist because they have a problem with there being Hispanics and white people on the team and they would prefer black. They're black supremacists. But of course, they'll never come out and say that. But that is literally the direction we're headed in. That is exactly where we're at. And it's just, it was shocking, not shocking at all, but it, it's just, it's, I guess it's shocking to me in a way that like, we're so okay with being viewed that way on the world stage. And not only are we okay with being viewed that way in the world stage, but we're, we're willing to sacrifice our own success here in this country for the sake of diversifying it. Because ultimately what we're doing is we're hiring people specifically based off of their gender. Like we do it all the time. Like I showed you, the White House was a perfect example. John Fetterman being elected, elected was the perfect example. I mean, we literally will hire people for the purpose of, of being diverse, of diversifying whatever company we're hiring for, or whatever position that we're hiring for. And I don't believe anybody else in the country does that other than the West. I mean, anybody else in the world does that other than the West. And it's or at least not to the degree that we do. I think they're trying to push it on certain countries. Like even Russia, for example, like one of the reasons why they hate Putin is because he doesn't abide by the elite's demands. He doesn't abide by the elite's demands that we diversify this country and we do this and that. He's not acquiescing to that narrative, okay? And that's a big problem that the elites have with him. He knows he doesn't have to. He doesn't, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do that, nor should he have to, nor should any world leader, really. But it's interesting, the ones that they get the most angry at are the countries that won't fall in line with what the elites want them to do. So that's, you know, just food for thought worth pondering, because it is certainly um, a pretty obvious observation to make. Um, but I do have a lot more to get into, because like I said, there is a dark side to this that is absolutely destroying this country from the inside out. Um, and I will explain all of that and more, guys. But first, I want to go ahead and read a message from one of our amazing sponsors, Field of Greens. You guys know and love them here um, at LFA TV. A, a lot of you guys I know have already tried it and you're, you're hooked on it. 
it honestly is fantastic, guys. Uh, once upon a time in America, people lived on farms. You didn't have to tell them to eat vegetables and fruits to stay healthy. It's what they already ate. As Americans became more mobile, however, foods that wouldn't spoil became the new thing. The problem is processed and fast foods have fewer nutrients, and now guess what? We aren't as healthy. We're all obese. Uh, so let me tell you what I take to help me stay healthy. That would be Field of Greens. Um, Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and uh, probiotics, or prebiotics, I should say, but you need both of. Um, this is what I need to, to stay healthy, guys. This is what you need to stay healthy, too. You'll have more energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. You might even lose weight if that's your goal. It's awesome. It really is a great product. Highly recommend checking it out. And how do you do that, guys? Well, you go to... Um, fieldofgreens.com, use our promo code LFA, and you can get 15% off your first order, and also, also 10% uh, off, sorry, not 20, 10% off uh, recurring orders uh, when you subscribe. So seriously, worthy investment, I'm telling you, um, especially with New Year's coming along, you know, a lot of you guys, your resolutions uh, is to lose weight, so please uh, check that out. It can definitely help with that, and just keep you healthy, you know, that's what we're trying to go for here, because you never know when they're going to start to force us to eat crickets. It seems like it's already coming, so be prepared, guys. All right, so as I said, we have become an equity-obsessed society, which is different than equality, and I'll break that down um, in a moment. But before I get into all this, I want to go ahead and read some of your comments. I'm curious to see what you think about what went, um, went on uh, in the World Cup and everything that we went through as far as the United States goes acquiescing to the elite's narrative and all of these different countries. Such a, such an embarrassment, by the way, what we did in Qatar. I just want to reiterate that because, I mean, the whole rainbow badge, it's not even something that the team wanted to do. I bet you if you sat down with the team and you asked them genuinely, do you want to wear this stupid rainbow badge? They'd be like, no, but I have to. So it's sad in and of itself that we're forcing them to walk around with these badges that they themselves don't even want to wear, okay? So, now obviously they have to be politically correct, right? So they're not going to admit it. Um, and most of them won't tell the truth. So, but if, if like you actually sat down with them and asked, I don't think most of them would want to wear it. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and read some of these comments. Um... All right, guys, if you haven't rumbled already, by the way, please go ahead and rumble now. Oh, I have a new name, Anna's Posse. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, Prez's Posse. I like that. I like that. Prez's Patriots I like too, though, so either or. Um, let's see. Hair 2 says, why does Jeremy freeze all the time and no other show does? Um, I don't know, but my show freezes sometimes. It's usually a Wi-Fi issue or just like a problem with my, my, like, my setup. But I don't think it's like, I don't think anything is going on. I don't know, though. Miguel Ortiz says, most Latin countries have people of all skin color. Nobody cares of dark-skinned soccer players versus light-skinned soccer team. Had all the colors covered with their woke uniforms. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they typically don't care, but if anything, like I would say um it's even more of like a it's even more they're even more I would say they're not racist, okay? It, it, they don't care. Yeah, to your point, they don't care. But I would say if you go to like a country and you talk about how bad white people are, if you go to a Latin American country, they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" So that's what I meant by if anything they're more racist. But yeah, you're right. They don't care as far as like if you're good if you're good enough to play on the World Cup team, they're going to ask you to be there, right? Like it's not about 
um, it's not about race. Like they don't care. And of course, the Washington Post narrative that they want to um, push is that you know everybody else in the world. Because in order to write that article, you have to be operating under the assumption that people actually care to read it, right? Why else would you write anything? Why else would you do anything if you didn't think that there was somebody out there that would care about it? Now, the only people who really read Washington Post anymore are liberal elites anyway. But at the same time, it's like, you seriously took the time out to write that article to release it to the world, this country in particular, but of course, people have access to Washington Post across the world, around the world. Um, you seriously thought that people would care enough to read that. And it just goes to show how out of touch we are here in the West. It goes to show how out of touch our media is here in the West, which is also why I brought up all those headlines about Fetterman and how everyone's so ableist for criticizing him. We've created a, a situation where you cannot criticize anybody without people screaming discrimination. You cannot criticize anybody. You cannot not hire somebody. Uh, it's like if you walk in and you're, if, if you're a, a person who's a hiring manager and you're interviewing somebody who happens to be gay, who happens to be transgender, who happens to be half black, who happens to be Asian, and they walk in and they sit in front of you, you're almost more in danger if you don't hire them than if you do, right? At that point, it's like, it doesn't matter how many red flags there are in the interview, uh, how much it seems like they may not be a competent worker, because ultimately that's what you care about as a hiring manager. You don't necessarily care about other things. You want them to be professional. You want them to be competent. You want them to, you know, also look the part, and that I'm going to get into as well. Uh, but the problem is a lot of these people who are mentally ill and have all these strange ideas about perceptions about who they are, which is not their biological gender, that's what they believe, um, they also oftentimes have blue hair, they have nose rings, they have tattoos, they have all these things that would indicate, you know, lack of professionalism. And I'm sorry, but those things do matter in a hiring situation. People want to hire a professional person who's going to be competent, who's going to, you know, look professional, depending on what you're going for. Like, it depends on the job. But I would say nine times out of 10, people are going to prefer a more professional looking person. So if you walk into an interview looking like a clown, okay, and acting like a clown, um, and you just happen to be transgender, and then somebody after you walks in, they're a normal person who is just happens to be a straight male, uh, they're probably going to hire the straight male over the clown, okay? Not because of anything other than they know they can rely on the fact that that man is going to be competent, that that straight man is going to be normal, right? Nine, nine, there's a 99.9% .9 chance that he's probably going to be more normal than the person with rainbow hair, correct? Um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty valid argument to make. So it has nothing to do with the actual, you know, transgender element or racial element. It has all to do with, you know, what you, the, the fact that you're going for a job and people need to hire the best person for the job. So anyway, I don't know where that rant came from, but I will get into that more in a moment in the second part of the show. All right. Um, <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine says, Anna needs a nobody cares button. Yeah, I do need that button. I've been saying that a lot. Um, Moose for Trump says, you are exactly right, Anna. Thank you. I get that a lot. <laughs> Fan Boss 12 says racism in America is a distraction created by the leftists. Yeah, and it's perpetuated by the leftists too. It's perpetuated among their own peers because I think it's starting to lose its hold on the regular American population because we're all starting to, you know, look around and think to ourselves, wait a second, who here is actually racist? Like, I don't doubt that there's like one out of maybe every like, I don't know, 10,000 people who are, but like, 
that's such a, it's maybe not even that it's such a small percentage of people like is that really what we're gonna focus on and also even if they are racist like who cares I, i've been saying this for years racism is an idea it's a thought in your head if you if you were to stand in front of me and say i think that hispanics are stupid i'd be like okay I literally could not care less what you think. It's a thought in your head. And unless you're trying to pass legislation to make my life more difficult based off of the fact that I'm Hispanic, then I don't care what you think. And I don't care to fight what you think. I don't particularly care to fight racism because as far as I'm concerned, it's just an idea. It's just a thought. You can't hurt me. It can't physically or any other way hurt me. Okay, unless we're at a point where like you're able to hurt somebody on the street due to their race, then I don't care. And like I said, I've said for a lot, for many... I guess for many years, they've been trying to, you know, pass these anti-lynching bills. Nobody is lynching out there. Nobody is getting lynched, okay? It's not a thing, all right? I can't speak to other countries. I, I mean, I know in South Africa, they have a real problem with white genocide out there. I'll do a show on that. I have a friend who lives in South Africa, and he, he said he's willing to come on and talk about it. Uh, farmers are being killed because of their white race. But here in America, no. Nine times out of ten, uh, 9.9999999% of the time, People don't do things like that. So you're good. You're all good. Nobody's lynching, I promise you. It's not a problem. Um, and that's what made me so angry about the whole Kanye, the whole Kanye situation with how he was talking about Jews. Like, you know, I felt like people got really emotional about it. And like a lot of Jews would be like, well, that's not true. Uh, that's terrible to say. It's like, why do you care so much about his thoughts? Why do you care so much about his words? They're not going to hurt you. People say stuff all the time and like, most of the time you don't hear it. Okay. So why is it, it, it doesn't matter. Why is everybody so obsessed with controlling everybody's thoughts and everybody's words? Like, I just never understood that. Like it, it's such a busy body move to make. I just cannot imagine giving a blank about any of that. Like I just, I'm not threatened by your thoughts. That's ridiculous. And that's why when I was like suspended on Instagram, I like made a joke about it. I was like, it's so funny how like people can be scared of like, um, a young woman's thoughts. Like, like when you really whittle it down to what it is, it's like Instagram is scared of a 25 year old woman. Wow. Wow. That's pretty pathetic. Um, I didn't do anything other than say what I say. It was on my mind. Apparently that's threatening, but, um, but yeah, so ridiculous. Um, Fano boss 12 says make hate speech great, great again. You're on a roll Fano boss. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I've been on that, on the make hate speech great again train for a while. I would say I'm driving that train. Very good at hate speech. Um, Fano Boss 12 says South Africa has a real genocide going on. They do have a real genocide going on it. I've been talking about it for so long and, and people don't recognize it. A lot of people are like, oh, well, it's over now. It's over now. It's like, no, it's been going on and it's still there. And until they do something about it, because the government doesn't want to, they're like actually encouraging it, which is the crazy part. Okay. Um, hey, Amanda, I see you in the chat. Great to see you there. <laughs> That's funny. Amanda says, we just need to take all the black people who think they got cheated in life back over to Africa and leave them stranded. Yeah, right? See if they like it there better, because apparently they would according to them. Um, let's see. 
Marilyn Dockendorf says, it is normal for all Latinos to be different shades. I am light skin with brown eyes. My sister is darker skin with brown eyes and our mom has green eyes with light skin. Yeah, great point. Another thing that the left doesn't understand and it kind of goes sh to show their own racism, if anything, um, they don't understand the diversity among the Lat Latino community. Um, similar to you, my mom is very, very white. She's actually has a little bit of Swedish in her, I believe. She did a 23 in me. Uh, she's very, very light skin. She has very, very light skin. My dad's a little darker. I kind of came out like a combination of the two, like somewhere. My dad's not like dark by any means. He looks almost like he could be like Middle Eastern. Um, he's got like, he like that's the tone of his skin, I mean. So like, then you have me. He was like somewhere between, I would say the two. This lighting makes me look darker, but I actually am not that tan right now because of the winter. But yeah, like it, it, we have such a diverse array of skin tones it's not like one or the other also a lot of people have uh african in them a lot of a lot of hispanics have african in them due to the slave trade in the different slave ports in the caribbean so there is like that's what i was talking about in cuba they have you know there's afro latins and then there's uh european latins so like if you're an afro latin there for a period of time and i don't i haven't been you know i just know the history and, and my dad lived there in the 60s my dad would tell me that like and you know they were very badly, like, there was a lot of racism there. Like, it was just, I mean, it was the 60s, so there was probably, you know, even some, you know, segregation here in America. But I would say it went on for years and years after that, according to my dad, because he, has, he had family there. But, yeah, like, uh, it's it's much more, like, my family is, is extremely, the things that they say, they would be deemed by the left as extremely racist as far as the things that they say. And not my immediate family, I mean, because we're more westernized, but I'm, or I guess Cuba is in the West, technically. But we were more Americanized, I should say. But I mean, like, my older, older, gen like, like generations ago, like, they're, that family, they're, they're pretty racist because they lived in Cuba and they were used to that rhetoric. Like, they were used to being uh, pretty racist towards black people. That's just how they are. Um, and it doesn't make them... It, it, I mean, they're just old. I mean, you're, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, as they say. So I'm not... It's not like... It's just funny. Like, they're not hurting anyone. But that, again, back to my point, like, racism doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, it just it just is a thought. Am I racist myself? Do I hold racist beliefs? No, I don't. And I don't support those beliefs myself. I'm just saying, like, even if you are going to be racist, like, it's not a thing. Like, it doesn't hurt people. And it's not a prevalent... It's a weird belief to have in modern America today. Like, I don't believe most people in America feel that way. So it's just like, it's a ridiculous battle to fight, you know? But yeah, yeah, to your point, Latinos vary that, you know, we we vary every, everywhere from like, like I have blonde family members, I have uh, brunette family members, um, you know, it, it, it varies. Like, it, it's not like one thing, like it's not like whites or blacks where it's typically one, like we're not, we're very diverse population, I would say. Um, let's see. Okay. I Gon, Gonzo KRB says, hi, Anna, where's your Santa hat? Um, I probably won't be wearing a Santa hat just because I won't do that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Moose Trap Force says, Anna, you were very beautiful. Thank you. That's very nice. Um, Amanda Collins says, Cubans in Florida speak Spanish to, to me, but is very understanding when they tell me they are from, we are from the United States. Yeah. Yeah, people speak Spanish to me a lot too. I, like even when I get in an Uber or something and there's like a Spanish driver, 
um, they'll speak Spanish to me. But uh, I don't actually speak Spanish very well. I understand it perfectly fine. I would say my Latin, I, I, I studied Latin, as some of you may know, in high school. And I'd say like my Latin is probably better than my Spanish. No, actually, no, that's not true. Because my Spanish is good. I just, I don't have enough practice speaking it. Like I, when I was a kid, it was my first language. I, I spoke it fluently perfectly well. But over time, I didn't use it because there was no, no, no Spanish speakers in the area that I grew up in, other than my parents, of course. And we stopped speaking it in the home because they didn't want me to like go to school and not, and have an accent or, or have a problem understanding or speaking English. So they didn't really push that too hard but it was uh but i they do the same thing to me too but i understand it so i can like converse with them mascara says thank you for not wearing a santa hat <laughs> you're welcome don't worry okay guys so um i'm gonna go ahead and move on because i've just spent a long time in the chat uh and we have some stuff to get to so like I said, as a result of our equities-obsessed society, we have driven ourselves uh, to create an entire generation of people who cannot see their own faults, okay? They cannot see their own faults because they are so used to being able to blame it on discrimination. They're so used to claiming that they were discriminated against in the workforce, particularly the workforce, that's what I'm going to focus on, um, which, which affects ultimately the rest of society because we don't have a competent next generation of people. We don't have competent people working because they didn't have to be competent. Whenever there was an issue, they always just blamed it on racism, sexism, transphobia, uh, homophobia there was always an ism that they could blame it on and so as a result we've created a much lazier generation now before we go on i want to i want to quickly differentiate between equity and equality which many of you i'm sure know but i say equity because equality is what we already have in the united states we give you a a clean start we say we don't care what where your family came from we don't care who you are what your race is what your background is just come here work hard and you can achieve the american dream and i do believe that it's still that that's you know, the American dream is still alive and kicking. I think if you want something, you can get it. If you work hard enough for something, you can get it. And I don't believe in any of these invisible barriers that we've been told exist, right? But unfortunately, we have an entire generation of people who do believe that. And therefore, that's when equity comes in. There's a lot of people, particularly the left, who believe that because you people are coming from different places in life, like maybe there's a transgender with in a wheelchair who is black, who is this, who is that. They need, uh, they need a head start before a white person. That's where the whole reparations argument comes from, right? Because they were enslaved here 200 years ago that now black people today must have reparations. Well, besides the fact that that's a retarded argument, like I said, you know, it's not even historically accurate because every single group has been, you know, the victim as well as the victor at some point in history. Not to, and we don't go around asking other countries for our reparations as Hispanics or white people, right? Um, not to mention, you know, you have the fact that it's a completely illogical argument because, like, to be able to think about, like, okay, how much, like, how does this work out? Like, do we test everybody for their DNA? Uh, what percentage makes them qualify for reparations? How much how many, how much money do we give them based off of that percentage? Like, it, it's a whole slew of just, you know, just it doesn't make sense, right? It's a mess, right? Terrible argument. But, um, but that's equity. That's what equity is. And equity is what makes no sense because you can never truly make everything equal, an equal starting point for everyone. It just becomes this game. It becomes a mess. But we've truly tried to do that in our in our world. We've really catered to the equity 
people out there that are crying for equity. We've really catered to them to a point where now everybody claims discrimination, like I said, particularly in the workforce. Now, I want to play a clip of this freak, guys. He's a man named Heidi Beetle. He's a transgender, okay? And he's complaining about having a hard time getting hired. Now, I'm going to play this clip, and then I'm going to break down exactly what he didn't tell you in this video, um, because this is, of course, a clip of a much bigger, of a much uh, longer video, but essentially, he's making it out to be like he's a victim in this situation, and I'll break down exactly why he is not afterwards, but first, here's the clip. Experiencing, like, discrimination where, like, like that weird experience where you know like you're being discriminated against, but like you can't like put your finger on it. Like you can't legally define this as discrimination. You know, they gave you an interview. You had the opportunity. Um, but I definitely experienced like going into an interview and within seconds of sitting down, knowing that these people are not going to hire me, you know? And like noticing like the looks from people that kind of like, like they stare at you like you're some kind of like bizarre experience you know like if if someone had gone into like a teaching job interview in a fursuit that's sort of like what it's like to go to a job interview as like a trans person um Okay, so he's upset that he didn't get a teaching job because he's a trans person. He, you, they play the sad music in the background. We're supposed to feel sorry for him. We're supposed to be like, oh, no, I'm so sorry that you didn't get that job. Well, here's what he didn't tell you guys, okay? He, first of all, he's a former member of Antifa, all right? He allegedly ran a very threatening Twitter account. Um, and, you know, then there's the fact that he's utterly disgusting and unprofessional to look at. Those are all valid reasons to not hire someone. But he is sitting here and he is trying to convince you that the real reason he wasn't hired was because he's transgender. <laughs> okay? Uh, if I had ran a Twitter account that my name was connected to that had all of this threatening information on, if I were a part of a violent group like Antifa, I would expect to ruin my chances at getting a job anywhere. I would expect for my career to be ruined, okay? That is ridiculous to, to complain that you're not being hired because you're transgender. Did it ever occur to you? Did it ever occur to you that you are just a freak, okay? And you've done bad things in your past that will, in fact, ruin your chances at getting a normal job in the future. Okay? There are other reasons why people don't want to hire you besides the fact that you're mentally ill and think that you can be a, um, a woman when you're clearly a man. Okay? There are other reasons, believe it or not, to not hire somebody like you wearing a disgusting nose ring and your hair looking like you've never brushed it in ever in your life. Um, I mean... There's a whole slew of reasons, okay? And then the fact that you're connected to a violent group, whatever. But we've created a society where you can then cry on TV, people will actually sympathize with you, and then you can probably sue the employer for not hiring you based off of that, based off of the fact that they didn't hire you um, because you're this crazy mentally ill freak, right? Um, but no, but no, because the reason always has to be because he's transgender. It's so... It's so wild to me how we've created this list of excuses that people can essentially use when they go to get a job, when they go to a, when they go for a job that they don't get. It's 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 insane. And 
but that is the reality. That is the, that is the those are the consequences of this this equity thing, this equity narrative that we've acquiesced to. This idea that you're not on the same level playing field as everybody else if you're transgender, if you're gay, if you're this, if you're that. I can understand there are some physical limitations for some people. Like for example, um, if you're in a wheelchair and you were in our military and you're in a wheelchair because of an, of an injury you have as a result of fighting for our country, by all means, we should give you a head start in how we treat you and how we employ you. But that's a different issue, guys. I'm talking about people who are genuinely mentally ill um, or who have things that they could improve on, but instead of deciding to improve on those things, choose to mope around and blame it on the rest of society being racist or being transphobic or being homophobic. Or even when, this extends to fat people too. When a 300 pound person goes for a job, let's say as a box boy, I don't actually know what that job entails, but whatever, I assume it has to do with lifting up boxes. Um, let's say you go for a job like that or a job where you actually have to be somewhat physical, okay, and you're 300 pounds and somebody you're going up against for the job, you know, is a, is a, has a normal weight, is, is in good shape, right? Um, you're probably not going to get the job because of your weight. And that's a reasonable argument to make. You're not fat phobic if you don't want to hire somebody who cannot lift a box or cannot walk around for a long enough time to be able to do their job properly. Not every job, you know, that, that not every job requires that you are that you are mobile, right? Or you are mobile to a certain degree. But some, but a lot of jobs do. A lot of especially blue collar jobs, like if you have to be walking around a store doing things, or you know, even just working at a store. Like you just, there are so many things that you might have to do that as a fat person you cannot do. And therefore, why would a hiring manager want to hire you when they have other options to hire? Uh, for you know what I mean like th that's a totally reasonable argument but instead of sitting there and saying hmm I'm 300 pounds and I can't get a job because of that maybe I should lose weight maybe that would be a solution not only would I be healthier and happier but I would also have more job opportunities instead of sitting there and saying those things plenty of fat people just allow themselves to continue to get fat and not be employed and then blame it on everybody else because we're so focused on equity in America. We don't think about the actual real life consequences of everything that we do. Okay. And then we allow the world to, the world to be at, at fault for all of this. You know, I always say this all the time, but like, you know, people don't owe you anything. Okay. If you are not in a good place to be deserving of something or to be the recipient of something you want, it's probably because you're doing something to present, prevent yourself from getting there. So it is absolutely crucial that people are, are you know, critical of themselves and that we, we, we teach this next generation of people to look at themselves in the mirror and, you know, objectively say, what can I do better? Not literally like in the mirror, but like look at themselves. If you're overweight, fix that. If you are a, if you have rainbow hair and you have an entire tattoo sleeve and you're trying to get a modeling job, maybe dye your hair back to a natural color and get rid of your tattoos. Didn't think that one took a rocket science to figure out, right? Um, but I also want to play a clip of something that you guys have heard many, many times. Uh, you heard on my show. You also heard on Mike's show. Um, you heard on probably, I think Jeremy's show as well. Uh, the Starbucks barista video of that guy who was employed, guy or girl, I don't, I don't remember, um, who was employed at Starbucks. He was already, he was already hired for the position, okay, and he was already complaining. And see, this, I really wanted to play this video because this is what 
as what uh, companies are so scared of. Let's say they do hire you despite your many, many mental illnesses and physical abnormalities. Let's say they do hire you despite all of those weird red flags that are popping up. This is exactly what they're scared of. Now, many of you might have heard this, but in case you haven't, um, here it is, guys. This is exactly what hiring managers are scared of when it comes to hiring in the freak community. People wonder why we need a union at Starbucks, and I am literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just... <laughs> I like I get I'm like a full-time student I get scheduled for 25 hours a week and on a weekend they schedule me the entire day open to close up on the schedule for eight and a half hours both Saturday and Sunday I'm like three and a half hours into my shift there's so many customers and we have four people on the floor all day <laughs> only five people were put on the schedule and somebody had to call out and there are four people running the whole store and there's so many customers and there's possibly scheduled five people <laughs> we only have 13 people employed at this store and there's so many customers and they like <laughs> We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend and he took himself off the schedule so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. They don't want to help us. All right, so you get the point. I wanted to let it go because it's just so funny and entertaining. But I decided to stop it there because I think most of you have seen it. Probably, uh, if you watch LFA, you've definitely seen it multiple times. But, um, but guys, that is, what, <laughs> that is what hiring managers are scared of, and rightfully so. So even if they do want to not hire you because you have all of these weird things going on, it's not because you of who you go home to sleep with at night or like whatever your, your, ex, your activities are outside of that. It's usually because you're a freak and you're not going to do your job as a result of that. So many people blame their misfortunes in life um, on discrimination. So many people today, particularly young people, blame all of their problems on racism, on transphobia, on homophobia, on ableism. Did it ever occur to you that you're just shit at your job? Did it ever occur to you that you're just not working hard enough? Did it ever occur to you that you're not normal and that there are so many easy things to do that could fix that? Okay, there are so many things that could fix that normalcy. Did it ever occur to you that you're brainwashed by the elites to be a mentally ill freak so that you're not successful in life? Did that ever occur to you? No, probably not. Probably not because nobody actually sat you down and said, that equity is a farce and that it's never gonna be what you want it to be. It's never gonna be a thing, okay? If you are not competent, if you are not qualified for the job, you should not have the job. And that has nothing to do with your race, your sexual orientation, whatever it is that you're, you're, you're blaming it on, it has nothing to do, your fatness, yeah, it might have something to do with that. But again, easy fix, stop eating, okay? If you're 350 pounds, stop eating, and I guarantee you, Target will hire you for that box boy position, okay? Um, it's not rocket science. You can do it. I have total faith in you. All you got to do is just lose weight first. All right. Or if, but no, but no, but no, we've created a situation where, you know, you can't, you, you can't point those things out. You cannot. And you know what? I think it would be valuable information for a hiring manager to, you know, tell you, oh, okay, well we didn't hire you because of X, Y, and Z. 
Well, if that's the case, guys, uh, then they'll, the hiring manager will probably get in trouble, right? So it's like we can't even be honest with each other. We can't even have these open conversations because I do believe there are a lot of people out there that could really benefit from hearing the truth, okay? But no, because people get in trouble when they do those things. So, you know, it, it's it's so interesting to me how... Um, how people blame this time and time again on discrimination. And this is a direct result of our, our, you know, fascination of our obsession with diversity. We have an obsession with diversity in this country to a point where the, the result of, of diversity, of, our, of an obsession with diversity is an obsession with discrimination. Okay, because once you point out all these differences in society, once you emphasize and you draw lines and you and you label everything, then you open Pandora's box for people to say, well, you just didn't like me because I was this label because you're this, you're this, you're anti this, you're anti that. You cannot have a diverse, an extremely, you cannot emphasize diversity without emphasizing discrimination, without opening the door for people to claim discrimination. So that is the country that we live in. That is a country we've created for ourselves. Let me be completely clear. And that is the dark side of all of this. Diversity is not our greatest strength. No, it's not. Our greatest strength in this country will always be our ability to work our way from up from nothing, our ability to go from rags to riches, okay? And yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to take work. But 9.9999999 times out of 10, your lack of success and whatever it is that you choose to pursue will have 0% to do with your sexual orientation, your race, or, you know, any out of the isms or your religion, I should say. Because that is the, we, we, we blame our failures on something that, you know, has nothing to do with it because it makes us feel better about ourselves. That's what's happening right now. All right. That's what the left wants. How many people do you know fail at something? How many leftists do you know fail at something? And then they start crying and they make a video about it. And they, a lot of celebrities do this. I mean, they complain that, that the director was sexist. No, you were just bad at your job. No, you just didn't do a good job. And, and, and I, I don't say that to be mean. I say that to be honest, because the, the sooner you recognize your own faults, the sooner you can mitigate them and you can become, you know, whatever it is that you want to be, that you want to be, you can, you know, excel at what you want to excel at. But the more limitations you place on yourself, the more you keep pointing fingers at everybody else rather than yourself, the worse our society is off, okay? Because now you can't, you can't discriminate Karine Jean-Pierre. You can't say she's an affirmative action hire because then you're, then you're homophobic, right? Then you're racist. She's shit at her job, okay? I'm not scared of saying it. And that has nothing to do with her race, that her skin color. I don't care what skin color she is. That has nothing to do with her sexuality, that has all to do with the fact that I want competent people to be running our country. And Sam Brinton, he was a pedophile. So I want competent people to be running this country who, I don't know, don't touch little kids. I didn't think that was so much to ask, but because we live in a country that values diversity more than it values um, excellence, more than it values people who are going to actually be competent, that is what we've created for ourselves. So, you know, we, you reap what you sow, and we certainly reaped this one, um, and we're now sowing exactly what we've reaped because uh, that was such a Kamala Harris sentence. Holy crap, I can't believe I just said that. You reap what you sow, and now we are certainly reaping what we sowed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was trying to give it a dramatic ending. Didn't work, that's okay. I can recognize my faults. I won't, I won't blame it on being Latina. I won't blame it on being a woman, right? There are just some things that you're just not good at and, you know, it's 
may never be something that you're good at. Or maybe if you just worked hard enough, you'd be good at it. But we have to stop blaming it on every, literally everything else other than our own fault. Okay. All right, guys. So you get that. That was more for the freaks out there. So, um, all right. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and I have, I have one last thing to get to in the show. Uh, it has to do with, um, mayor of LA, Karen Bass. She had some interesting remarks to make that I think will really piss a lot of you off. Uh, but before we get to that, guys, I want to go ahead and go to a quick break and you're going to hear a mes- message from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute. As I always say, please check out their website, sherwood.tv slash Anna Perez. Use my promo code Anna Perez. It's one word uh, to get a discount off of their amazing products. And I will be back in a moment, guys. So stick around. Hi, friends. Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step. And let us guide you on the road to feel better. And welcome back to Wrong Think, everyone. Before I go on to the last uh, story of the day, I do want to go ahead and read some of your comments. Boss 12 says, I'm discriminated against because I'm st- of my striking good looks and dazzling personality. My wife is so lucky and I tell her every day. Yeah, I know the feeling, Fano Boss. Believe me. Just kidding. Um, let's see what else. My minimum wage was one sixty-five. That's Kobe Jean. That's pretty low. My minimum wage was seven dollars and something cents when I first started working. That's I think the still I think that still might be the minimum wage in Pennsylvania, but I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, I think. No, probably raised by now. In D.C., the minimum wage is like $15, which is crazy. Um, Orson Squirrel says, Anna, I haven't seen you in a while. Orson, great to have you in the chat. Um, Amanda Collins says, I was heavy and worked a lot of jobs. I got hired working at Toys R Us in the shipping Toys back. Now nobody wants a cash register. We have to scan our own groceries in the store now. Yeah, I mean, like, you can, I think, like, it it varies. It depends on your, like, level of, like, overweightness. Like, if if you're overweight, that's probably fine. Like, doesn't really make much of a difference. I'm saying if you're, like, really, really, really fat. Like, like, I, and the reason why I brought that up is I saw a video of Amber Lynn. I don't know if you guys know Amber Lynn, but she, um, she's this, like, fat, media personality on YouTube who like would film all these videos of her eating and stuff. And then she was complaining about how she couldn't get a job because she was like 350 pounds. And it's like, that's a lot of weight on one person. And understandably why you wouldn't, she's like, she she even pointed out, she's like, I can't physically do the things that they want me to do. 
Um, and she's like, that's probably why they won't hire me. And it's like, well, at least she knew, right? So, but that's that's what I mean. When you are that, you know, when you are when you are reach a level of fatness where it's like it does impede your ability to perform the physical tasks that you need to in given job. Now, if it's an office job and you're sitting there all day or you're working from home, maybe that's doable. But I'm just saying, like, as far as a physical job where you have to show up and you have to be active on your feet, that's going to be hard for somebody who is outrageously obese, you know, but I'm not talking about like overweight people. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, oh, now everyone's talking about their minimum wage, uh, minimum wages. Um, Tone Man says, and again, on the behalf of the state of PA, I apologize for Rachel Levine too. I always say that to people. Rachel Levine is the worst. And it's so shocking to me that he's a product of PA because PA is not a super liberal state. Like I know it's blue now or like purple now, but there are a lot of Republican voters in PA. It's a relatively traditional state. So it kills me. It kills me that he is a product of Pennsylvania. Like can he be a product of California or something or New York? Like, please not Pennsylvania. Please not Pennsylvania. I beg of you. But no, but no. Um, let's see. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and, and move on after that because I think I've complained enough about Rachel Levine. All right, so guys, um, I do have one last story to get to. Now, this is going to really piss people off. So we all know there's a massive homeless homelessness problem in, you know, Los Angeles, right? We know, all know California in general, San Francisco as well. Really bad homeless problem, homelessness problem. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot that the left is doing about it other than fueling the fire, if you will. So this is going to really piss you off. They're about to, you know, put homeless people in hotels using taxpayer money, according to Karen Bass's new plan. Take a look at what she had to say. Are you still going to allow LAPD and sanitation officers to do these sweeps of encampments? No, we, these are not sweeps at all. This is getting people to move on their own, but then after the person leaves, sanitation is absolutely going to have to be there. No question about it. But this is not coercing people. This is not ticketing people or incarcerating people. This is moving people from tents to hotels or motels. Great. So uh, live off of government food stamps. And then also, also you got a free stay in a hotel or a motel. I mean, guys, we're incentivizing people at every turn to ex essentially like live on the streets, to be homeless, to not have a job. It's like we really don't want people to succeed. We're really incentivizing people. This kind of goes along with what I was talking about during the show, but that wasn't even intentional. But guys, this is a what a disgusting, you know, and, 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 you know, a lot of these people are, are going to be, um, illegals as well because who, you know, California is filled with illegals, illegals, particularly LA. And a lot of them are homeless as a result. And we're just going to be housing illegals, which we're already doing in New York and in uh, DC right now. So it just, it just gets so, it's so bad the way that we treat our, you know, law abiding tax paying citizens of our country. All of their money now gets to go towards homeless people who the majority of the time could work and don't or are drug addicts. They really should be going to. We shouldn't make it 
a luxury to be homeless is my point. Like, obviously, I feel sorry for people who are mentally ill and who are on the streets, but like, we should not make it a luxury to be homeless. It should not be that you get to go and stay in a hotel or a motel. Like, you know, it should be hard. It should incentivize you to get a job. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Phil did a whole uh, episode on that with Joe Rogan, and he went on, and I played the clip on the show, and he said, you know, it's it, it goes against everything. It goes against psychology 101, everything we know to be true, to constantly incentivize people to be homeless, to be uh, unemployed. It doesn't make any sense. We are literally going against everything we know in psychology when we do things like this. So very interesting point from him. Um, but that is all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Really, really uh, appreciate you guys being here. I know it's a busy time of the year, so uh, not super easy for you guys to make to find time for this. But like I've been saying for the past, I would say week, don't forget that this show will start airing at 3 p.m. starting 2023. So please, please, please make a note of that now. This is the last week that the show will be at 1 p.m. going to miss my 1 p.m. time slot. But I think more people will be able to tune in at 3, so I think it will be a much better time slot. So spread the word, guys. Wrong think is going to start at 3 p.m. Uh, in the coming year. So please, please, please be aware of that change. Um, you know, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. We have a lot of plans for 2023. We're really excited. So please go ahead and make sure to hit that rumble button, either the plus sign on the browser or the uh, the boxing glove if you're on the app um, for today's show and all the other LFA shows as well. So please go ahead and do that now on your way out. And I will see you again tomorrow right here on LFA at 1 p.m for the remainder of the week. See you then.